Welcome down to this week's episode, Ryder Cup Special of Pelly Talks Golf, presented by Seed Golf Balls as always. As always, they are premium golf balls at half the price. Check them out, seedgolfballs.com or uh, seedgolf.com. And they have a smashing new putting green. So just in time for you to get the practice in over the winter time, they have a new putting mat and gates and you can't go wrong, another premium product. At a, at a decent price point. Um, it's Ryder Cup week. It's Wednesday. Um, getting really excited about the week ahead. Uh, so I put out on Instagram there about who do you think would be your top point scorer. So let's go through those. Parik Dowdle says Rory, James Stenson, Stucavo, Owen Begley, all pick our boy Shane, Rossiter, who else is there? Rossiter and Golf85851 and Derek all picked John Ram. JPAC991 picks Finau. Uh, Kev Master says and T Dogs both say Victor Hovland, who's my pick for top points scored this week. Who else is there? Sean01 Duggan says it's going to be the ever Mr. Consistent as we get into in this week's podcast, Paul Casey. And I must give a massive thank you. To Mark from the Plug Lie for his facts, his insights. He talked about Ryder Cup all year, he'd say. Uh, maybe even two years. Um, so let's get stuck in. Thank you all for press and play. I hope you enjoy it. Roll it, there, collect. Hey, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what did he get at? Mark. I am indeed. What a week we have in store. Are Europe going to take it home again? Uh, I don't know. All I know is that the main thing happening this week is the culture cup between me and my mates in the hinge on Saturday. That is priority in my world. Uh, Ryder Cup is um, a very close second. Sky Sports <laughs> dedicated the channel to that over the weekend, didn't they? The culture cup. I must. Yeah. I must get into the the. the Let's get into the TV rights on that one. Yeah. And see, Scared probably has robbed it all. He's the banker of the group, so it's probably resting <laughs> in his account. But uh, no, of course it's the right. Of course it is. And I'm here with Mark Fox, otherwise known as the Plugged Live from Instagram. Um, I have to say, since we last spoke about uh, was it the open preview we did, I think it was. Um, here in the year, yeah, or was it? I was in Mount Judith. I was speaking to you from the veranda there. And I remember there was a dodgy crow, all right, in the background. Yeah. Take take one amount, Jude. It was um was um a leaf blower with, with that sound like I went yourself. It was one of those crows. So maybe someday I'll go inside Mount Juliet, you know, and, and actually do it properly. But um yeah, since then, like you, you're putting out some super stuff out there, stats every week, and 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 what I like is the aesthetic you do, and so fair play, it's very well put together. Like yourself, if people won't see this now, we're on Zoom, and he's very dressed up um for for this uh, in an Augusta quarters, if not less. Yeah, I got my I got my blue Augusta jumper on for the week that's in it. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> blue, 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 Ryder blue. Cup, blue, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryder Cup, whistling straights. It's held majors before, but never a Ryder Cup. We have Stricker versus Harrington, um, and we have twenty four people ready to go at it. Will Bryson play with Brooks? I don't think so. And I I don't know if Bryson will play till Sunday. <laughs> 
I, I, I've been discussing this and I've been looking at it and like he has, if he's going to play anything, he has to play four ball. I don't think he can send about in foursomes because he has to play his own ball. Imagine him playing with Scotty Scheffler or Harris English, him hammering at 400, or 400 yards and it goes way right. Like, I know he's joking about this on Twitter that Stricker actually might stand there with him on the practice ground and say, hit three drives for me and we'll test how straight these are going. Just to test the waters. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I think Brooks actually has a chance. He had a chance at playing, but then did you see his interview last week? Um, but he wasn't too bothered about it, was he? No, he said, one of the lines he comes out with is, I don't want to say it's a bad week. <laughs> now, that makes it sound like it's a bad week to him. But he's not a team player, you know, it's the Brooks show and that's fine. But like, Tiger, it was always the Tiger show, but when it came to Ryder Cup, he at least told the line, you know? Oh, oh for sure. And like, I, I don't know how he turns up to Whistling Straits this week and... Looks at other players in the eye after telling him, is that really important? I'm telling you, Stricker should just send him into a pot of his own, into another room and say, come to us on Sunday morning and we'll let you know that you're going out He should just play with Bryson and give him, him comeuppance, <laughs> you know? Coming up against Garcia and Poulter, that would be a nice little spectacle. <laughs> Um, I was listening to a couple of other podcasts trying to prepare somewhat professionally for our conversation and I listened to a couple of minutes and I'll turn them off. But um, the interpretation from the Americans is that Steve Stricker kind of just looked at the PGA longest hitters list and picked his six picks based off that. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely where they're going. I was actually listening to something a few minutes ago as well that eight out of the 12 team of the US team average over 300 yards off the team for the that's for the US team. Well, the European team is only six out of 12. Um, I think that when, the, when it was played here in 2015, the PGA Championship, driving distance was a huge indicator of performance. And um, yeah, I, I think Stricker's definitely gone with that approach. But interestingly enough, here's another one. 12 out of the, tw- 12 of, out of the 12 players for the US team are within the top 25 in birdie average on the PGA Tour last year. And when you compare that to the European team, only three out of the 12 of them are within the top 40. So, and we know match play, it's all about making birdies. You see, it is about making birdies, but it's also about having not a lot of blow-up holes. So for me, that's how I like match play, because generally I'll have a blow-up hole or two. And I'm just hoping, whoever I'm playing, that it's like the 17th and 18th and the match is put to bed by then. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> So another point is like they can be great birdie men, but like a lot of that is due to bounce back ability factor that they're probably bogey the previous hole. Mr. Chambeau, case in point, you know, mm. uh, who calls, I think it's Noel Enough does it like these crazy scorecards, you know, yeah. everything but a pair, you know, <laughs> sevens and eights and twos and threes. But uh, so no, that is a great stat. Um, I know I, I'm not stat man. You're the stat man. The course, though, I haven't spent too much time in the course, but I think there's a reason our man Paddy H, Paddy Harrington, has picked Lowry, Garcia, and Poulter, is because they grind. So, like Poulter is the best, the best stro- uh, short game strokes gained on all year. Uh, Garcia best ball striking all year, and Lowry, the same kind of baseline statistics. But Jesus, if the weather gets bad, which it is kind of promised this week in Whistling Straits, there's no better man. And he's a big man for a big occasion and a big golf course. That's why I say Lowry was picked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think he'd be inspired by the Leona Maguire pick at the at the Solheim Cup as well. That would that'd be a huge inspiration for him. But 
Yeah, I was taking a look at his numbers over the last three months. Um, 132nd off the tee, which isn't great. And 100 in putting, which isn't great. But he's second in approach play. He's, he's, he's absolutely striping the ball. Um, just, just in relation to your point about the course, I think, I think the US will really set this course up well for themselves. I think they'll cut the rough right down. I think they'll make the pins very accessible so that they can get after them. Whereas if they took them away, it'd be harder for them to make birdies. So I think Stricker will have that all sorted out. Um, I personally, I want to hear your opinion as well. I love the three picks this week or this year. I thought Larry, Polder and Garcia. People were arguing for Rose. I, I, I have a list of reasons here why we shouldn't have picked Rose. But uh, people want to argue with me on Twitter, and that's okay. I don't mind that, but I think I think Harrington made the right picks this year. I think like he's an accountant, right? Accountants don't he? pick anything. He is, yeah. He's a qualified chartered accountant, is Mr. Harrington. And accountants do not make any decisions unless it's a dead cert that it could have. Like, I don't know if there's any many car salespeople listening, men, women, people. But like, if an accountant ever comes into you, he's going to buy the car that day because he's done nine months of research. So he knows it's the car he wants. As opposed to just you and me, we'll go, well, maybe not you, but definitely me. I'll be on every forecourt on the planet and make no decision at all. And you know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, whatever picks he makes, yes, I wanted Lowry. I didn't think Garcia, but then experience, and he is on like a crest of a wave. Justin Rose, if he had a look, Justin Rose had a, would have had a better run in over the last month. There was a hit a hole up all over in the States and he missed it at get through to the next round of the, the FedEx. Then he came to the UK and I think he missed that cut. So that, that kind of put paid to Mr. Rose's chances of, of getting in and it made that decision for, for Larry that bit easier, if you ask me. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, just when we're talking there about uh, Harrington being an accountant and the analytics behind it, no lay and up have. After you listen to this podcast, and that's key for everybody to listen to this podcast, after listening to this, go and check out Paul McGinley's interview with no lay and up. Well, that's from last year or, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, and the same guy who's doing the analytics for McGinley is doing them this week. Or the, the have done them. Club in London. That's who does it. Yeah. Um, and they, they do an incredible job. But like, it, listen, to this, listen to that. It's two hours. Paul McGinley, no laying up. And at one of the little nuggets. I'll link it up, in the show notes below. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of the nuggets that I picked up from that was what happened between uh, uh, McGinley, Gray McDowell and Dubuisson. Victor Dubuisson, is that McDowell went to the European Tour and said, I want to pair these together for the next next few weeks until the Ryder Cup because I want to see how they're going to be paired. And then he sits there, McDowell, and says, you're only going to play two matches, testing his ego. And then um, Ray McDowell's like, why? I want to play play all five because he has that ego within him. He plays the four ball, which he doesn't want to play. Or sorry, he plays the foursomes, which he doesn't want to play. He wants to play four ball. But McKinley knew that the US team on Sunday, they were going to put out their best man that week first, or they were going to put out their best player first. He didn't want to put out McElroy first because that's, there's too much expectation on the on your number one player to go out first and win that point. He puts out Graham McDowell, McDowell, who has the most heart. I thought it was absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it's it's leadership. It's 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 leadership and and leading a team and and player management, which I think the Europeans have taken seriously since like the mid nineties. And I think it's only in the last 
two to three Ryder Cups that the Americans are kind of latching on to that. Um, mm. They play more into the individual. Like I was chatting to uh, Mark Power, John Murphy, um, what was Keelan Rafferty told me, uh, was like, even at Walker Cup, it's all about me. It's all about, I'm hitting this drive. I'm making that birdie. Nothing about the Walker Cup team. It's something for the team. So magnify that a bazillion times for these guys mm-hmm. on the American team. And I think people like JT, Justin Thomas, and Jordan Speed are kind of turning that around because they're big into team sports themselves. And they've been on the losing end. They've been on the losing end a lot. So I think it means more for them. But even last time, was it McElroy said, did you forget how to celebrate? Because none of them, like they won, they'd never really cared. Or like... Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. But, uh, yeah, I was looking back on this, um, the previous Ryder Cups, and I was looking at the American teams. A lot of egos within those teams. Reed, there was Mickelson, Tiger Woods. This year, I don't feel that. And that's what makes me nervous. I think six rookies on the team, Scheffler, Marikawa, Harris English, they'll come in and they'll just, they'll be selfless. They'll just, because there's no expectation on them. If you if you've Patrick Reed there, he's like, well, I've won, I've won X, I've like won 100 points in the, Last two Ryder Cups, you have to play me in all five matches. And I've blocked y'all on Twitter, or one I've has. Did you see what he did after he was not allowed in the team? Pardon? Uh, so when Stricker announced his, his sixth pick, Patrick Reed that night goes on Twitter. and oh, like pa- every... Patrick Reed's uh, account manager of yeah. socials went on Twitter, i.e. Mrs. Reed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, but the account, maybe not him, but the account goes and it likes every single tweet saying, Stricker is a coward. Stricker's the worst captain we've ever had. And bear in mind that at that moment, Brooks Kepka wasn't even guaranteed to be playing. So like Reed could have been called in and he just put the nail in the coffin by saying that. I I couldn't believe it, but I think the I think the US team is better off without him. He he was too big of an ego. I don't care what he's done in previous Ryder Cups. And that's just my personal take. I don't think he should have been there from the start. I know this I year think, anyway. I know absolutely. I felt I felt bad for Billy Horshaw right not getting not getting a spot or at least him waiting for the pick until like all the possible Americans had done their best to get in and play because it was just still it for the Europeans. Like if Rose had won the BMW, it would probably be in. But what mm. was I going to say? I was going to say, yeah, egos. Like you still have them. Brooks, uh, DJ, very quiet, but quiet because he doesn't really give an F about anybody else. Um, what was interesting with Stricker's picks is that when he was picked, it was by someone who, who picked the best players, not based on ranking. So that's why he got to pick back in mid-naughties at 06 or 08. And uh, it, was like, it was like a fun week. Oh, like Americans don't have fun, so I'm picking fun guys who are in the form and they're going to... And he was picked. So I think that goes away for how he wants to address the team as well. And that he wants them to like chill out. He wants them to have fun and, and win in an American way. I don't know whether it's the way the media's relaying it or versus Harrington, the social media king with his own YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, but it, he does come across as that kind of blase and like as if, as if, I'm sure he has, but as if he's not really putting too much thought into it. Right? So the, wor- the worry for them is, and like the plus for Europeans are, is like he'll just, Ala Watson, just write the pairings out in the back of a napkin at lunchtime. And then the players are like, oh, that's what I'm playing with in an hour. Great. <laughs> While I think analytical minded Harrington, the accountant, will come out and like he'd have told the lads like days, they, they, they all know today 
who's playing when, who's playing with who in like four or five days' time. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was actually listening to something else about this, about Steve Stricker and his approach to it. Apparently, he's not being overly, overly analytical. Um, he, when, we, when we talk about the Ryder Cup in Europe, there's this thing that they know is a template, and it's like basically what Paul McGinley did is like, we need, we need to do this, and we need, we need players that are going to do that. And we've actually followed this up in 16, 18. Now, it didn't work in 16, but I, I think it's, um, it's really interesting. But I've heard something that Stricker doesn't really want to know about the, the analytics behind it and the data and what should be done. He just wants to play best players. But yeah, I, I haven't looked at Stricker too much. I didn't watch his press conference. Um, I'm, yeah, I just didn't see it. But I, I did like his picks now, to be fair. I think he's on, and he was under a bit of pressure as well. There were some people. Yeah, oh, he was. He was. I think he's picked well. Um, I think analytics plus experience, I think it's Team Europe. Because if you look at the experience, is it Sergio Garcia has more points himself than the American team combined? Yeah. Appearances-wise, what did you put up earlier this morning? Uh, or a couple of days ago when this goes out? Uh, oh, I have it here. I have it here. The Ryder Cup experience, the European players have 168 matches played. This from Doug Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And the US of 49. But then you have like the rookie percent win percentage rate, which is abnormally high. So, but yeah, I think combined that bodes well for Europe. And if you're setting up a course with low rough and accessible pins, all these golfers are the best in the world. So it plays into all of their hands, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I agree. Um I, I, yeah, I, I just think I think I think the US are just super strong this year. Like Justin Thomas and Jordan Speed went three one and zero in twenty eighteen, and the only people that they lost to was Molinari and Fleetwood, who went four and zero. So like, and then when you consider Cantley and Showflare in there as well, they're like best best pals. They were on holiday last week. Apparently, um, I think Cantley and Mara Cower are really really good friends as Real well. Real tight. Yeah, I follow both on social media. And, like they travel together, they room mm. together, they eat together. So, yeah, I think this American team is a little bit more bondage gelled. going on, a bit more gelled going on. Uh, bonding, not bondage. That's a bit weird. Bonding, <laughs> bonding going Bryce, on. You, you don't know what's happening. Up. <laughs> Maybe people are tying each other up in the, in the back. <laughs> Something that I was made aware of, and it was when um, Team Europe tour picks, they're after flying out today. And that, my feeling is that's a bit late, or they flew out on Monday. So that for me, that's a bit late. Now I know it's first class, and you know, like there's still that jet lag, jet lag element. Um, they'll arrive Monday afternoon, so they might play Tuesday and a bit of Wednesday. The American team was there all last week. Yeah, and apparently, apparently Stricker was running oh, a few months ago. He he had all the caddies come up, just the caddies, just to walk around the course and take a look at it. I think that was actually, that was the point I was touching on earlier that I hadn't heard much about Stricker, but I did hear that and he seems to be planning everything really, really well. I think um, he's a Kerry man. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just staying low on the high grass. He's not telling anybody what he's doing. Yeah. I, I, but, um, yeah, I, I actually agree with you. I, I thought it was so late to be flying out. I would prefer if they flew out last Friday to, um, like, Larry was playing in the Dare Manor over the weekend. Uh, Lee Westwood know, yeah. was in Close House Golf Club. They're all like, yeah, I don't know. And if I think, I think it's like a, it's a big, 
it's very late to be flying out and I'm, that makes me nervous. And then John Ram was playing at the weekend as well. And just a side note, I am absolutely over the moon that he missed the cut of the weekend. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I think he just wanted a bit of competitive play. I think that's the only reason he mm. went out to just practice in a competitive environment and didn't care. And the stuff happened, stuff happened. Um, and maybe the fact that he didn't get player of the year, he was like, oh, maybe I need to go and improve myself here. But no, I think he was, I think it was just more so just for the runaround. I think they're speaking about that bit in the media. Oh, I'm going to use it. And I don't think he really cares. But I think there's a bit of a Michael Jordan. I don't really care, but I'm going to use it. I'm going to take a person, you know, to use it, you know. Um, I think that's there. Um, in terms of who's going to go out, I don't know. I think there's more question of who's not going to go out in force from four ball is a good way to look at it. I don't think Matt Fitzpatrick will go out for some four ball. I think two, two matches max. Why? Confidence, form. He's on zero points, so it'll just be nice that when he goes in, he's, he's a dead cert. Um, I think Porter will play nearly everything. <laughs> you think? Um, I think he'll play, I think he'll play first half. I think he'll play the, the foursomes anyway, you know. Yeah, because of his approach play, his short game, I think he can save people who aren't necessarily as accurate. McElroy. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I don't think Fitzpatrick will. He's his best finish at a major this year is is T twenty three, and this is what makes me nervous. We have Fitzpatrick, Hatton, and Westwood. Fitzpatrick went zero two and zero in twenty sixteen, and Hatton went one two and zero in twenty eighteen. It's just been a. It's been slow, and I'm I'm nervous for us. But I think we do have enough power in there to get us through. I think, and I was discussing this with um, Andy Lack on Twitter that we need to get off to a good start Friday and Saturday. That's absolutely essential for us because I think when we get to the singles, we might struggle a little bit. But I think when we're in a team format, we'll have McElroy, Ram, um. Paul Casey, who's nobody is talking about, but he's been unbelievable this year. He's twenty third in the world. Mr. Consistent. So long as he doesn't like he needs he needs to put like a sticker on that three iron. Because he still has like the three and four iron with no markings on there. Like there's a dot on one <laughs> or something. So that's the only thing that'll hold Mr. Casey back. Yeah, Mr. Consistent, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think personally, I think MVP this this week will be Victor Hoffman. I think he is gonna be a light out. Um He's the first Norwegian ever playing Ryder Cup. Did you see the off the ball interview of Paul Carrington last week? I didn't. I I actually put up I put up the story. Apparently, eleven of the team. So this this must be everybody on the team was asked who they'd like to be who'd like who they'd like to be paired with. Harvey. And every single person <laughs> said Victor Hoffman. So even if he's not playing well, man, just I'll play with him. Just if he keeps smiling with that little smile. <laughs> Absolutely, and he thought like he's cool as a breeze. You know, he's cool as a breeze. I think it was last year. It was the worst practice game, chipping. Because yeah, I think he duffed a couple in a PGA Tour event. And then, like, he figured, like, he's, like, happy learned to push. And Victor learned to chip. He's won twice on tour. He's, he's U.S. collegiate, so he knows what they're about. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think he, he's going to be the, the heat seeker uh, of the European team this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I actually I'm not fully sure what the parents would be. I think McElroy but well, this is actually a little nugget for you. McElroy went out the last three times he's gone out in fourteen, sixteen, and eighteen, he went out in the fir- one of the first matches on the Friday morning. 
and he lost all three times. In 16 and 18, he brought out the rookies. 16, he brought out Andy Sullivan, and 18, he brought out Thomas Peters. Lost both times. I think, I think there's a lot of pressure on McElroy this week. Obviously, we know, and since I was speaking to you last time, his game hasn't got much better. Yes. But um, I, I, he just I wants think, a break. He was talking about he can't wait to put the clubs up after Ryder Cup. He was talking about that like six weeks ago. Yeah. And so I think um, there's a lot of pressure on him. I think John Ram could be second MVP to Victor Holland this week. He, he'd be, I think he'd be really good. And I'd love to see him paired against Cantley on Sunday afternoon. Oh, that'd be sweet. And I think that'll happen. I think, I think the captains will know where whereabouts and those two guys are going to be. Uh, outcome. I think it's going to be tight. I think it won't be a, a Medina story. I do think it'll be a European comeback, though. Um, I think we'll be stronger the singles than we think we are. I think it'll be Europe by like the, the slimmest of margins. Yeah. Matt, I've been debating this. If I was putting money on, I'd put money on Europe at 15 to 8, just because they're better value. I think that they actually, for that number, I think they're, they're being undervalued there. I think, though, and my fear is that if this was in 2018, we were playing the 2018 US team, I think we'd win. But the fact that there's six rookies on it now and they are coming out and they have no egos and they can't say, well, I've done this in previous Warrior Cups and they can't get, a, um, they can't get disappointed. I think that they'll just have a fresh fire. And yeah, I, I want to say you're, but I don't know if I can. I'm really sitting on the fence here. Paddy. The heart you says Europe, you're wearing the colours with the head goes, computer says now. <laughs> but my heart is bleeding blue for Europe, but my head is just, oh, I don't know. I, I think, it, yeah, huge pressure on um, huge pressure on us in the four ball and foursomes. So long as we get a good start there and get a bit of a lead. If we have a three or four point lead going into Sunday, I, I think that's, I think we have a, a really good chance. And I think that's a very real possibility as well. Um, we, we just, yeah, it, it's really important. One last thing I'll give you. In the last three Ryder Cups on a Friday morning, we've had, from 12 matches, we've had two wins, nine losses, one draw. It's, it's not good. Um, 2018, we had a nightmare especially. So we really need to come out Friday morning. And I, d I don't want to see McElroy... I think he'd be paired with Larry, but personally, I'd prefer if he wasn't paired with a rookie. I don't Scott. think he will be. I don't. Harrington's kind of said that already, that, you know, he kind of won't be doing that. But um, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I think he's going to go firepower at the start. He's going to have Walter Garcia, Westwood, uh, Casey, you know, Bo Morns, I think. Uh, when it comes to the singles, I think the likes of Hatton Fitzpatrick would be hidden in the middle somewhere. You know, where it won't be lost and it won't be won. But I do think it's going to be a bit of a Cinderella story, don't you know? And I do think it'll be Europe by um, Slim as a Marriage's half a point or a point. I'll go with you, Paddy. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take your <laughs> word for it. No fear. Mark Fox, the plug, like, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Lovely new microphone. Great to see if I invest in him, how he's good at. I didn't like the way I sounded last time. I don't think I got my point across. <laughs> and then that was my phone. Well. I said, that was my phone reception and the dodgy crow in the tree above us. But uh, thanks very much <laughs> I, for your time. You're a busy man this week. Oh, yeah, super busy. But I had to get a new mic because I think it helped you last time pick Marcel Seam. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I the picked, mic is doing it I picked Marcel Seam and then I thought I would not even qualified. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and so don't be coming to me for the snap and the bits. <laughs> Follow Mr. Fox here. Um, my friend, we must go for a coffee or, or play around in real life is the next step up. Be good. Thanks very much. For sure, Paddy. Thanks very much, Reverend. That was the one cool cat, Mark Fox himself, the plug line on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you follow him. Uh, notes of that other competitor, slightly smaller podcast, no laying up, will be in the show notes below and all Mark's details. Make sure you go follow him. And um, he was on The Other Boys, The Other Boys, um, Tackling Sport as well on YouTube. So I'll, I'll link all of those notes in the show notes below. So you should be able to click them if you're listening in on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. So thank you all for pressing play. Now, when I was editing this back, I noticed an audio difference. Can you spot the difference? Um, it's because this one was on Zoom. So if it did come across a bit choppy, my apologies. But the, that aspect of control of audio was outside of my control. Um, but yeah, looking forward to doing more and more in-person now protocols lift. Um, if you want to grab a game of golf over winter, you can possibly find me in Corbus or Port Marnock links uh, as they're running their winter series again, right? So that's Corbus, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and Port Marnock links, I think, will be on Tuesdays. Now, I won't be there every day because I've got a job and family and... Um, yeah, I need to see them as well, and I need to actually do my job during the day. But the odd time, I'll be in Corbulus and, and Port Marnock on those days. So I would be very happy to play with some people who listen. So uh, get onto the Instagram, uh, the Twitter, let me know, and we might be able to grab a game together on those locations, or maybe someplace else as I traverse the country every weekend up and down to Kiri. Um, so yeah, big giveaway will be on Sunday, Sunday Ryder Cup. It's all going to be done through the timesheet, which is the little newsletter on www.pallytalksgolf.com. So we're going to be doing um, vouchers, percentages off, hats, flags and headbands off, hats, visors and bucket hats. And also um, a little care package for one select person on the timesheet. Um distribution list is that what you call it but yeah so make sure you're signed up to that to be in with a chance you don't have to do anything just sign up that's it uh, and then i send it monthly so actually there's actually a monthly winner so um yeah in like the Ryder cup let, let's let's make someone a winner on sunday and uh, thank you for pressing play if you haven't left a review ever consider doing so if, if you liked it um and yeah we'll uh, tune in next week until we teed up again soon i'm patty